Hello, and welcome to another episode of Out of Turn. I'm your host, Landon Perut. And I'm your co-host, Sam Hilton. How's everyone doing? I hope you guys are having a good month and are ready to get into some great topics because we have quite the show for you. We're going to discuss the best sport, take your first date. We're going to rank high noon flavors. The best alcohol out there. High noon's a baby. And go into a little bit of a discussion on seltzers in general. And then we're going to finish off with some would you rathers. So let's get right into the action. So first, we're going to discuss which sporting event is the best for a first date. So Sam, how would you rank them? So I'm going to preface this first with the sports we're going to discuss. Baseball, basketball, football, hockey, and soccer. We know there's more sports out there. We know there's water polo, cricket, and all those fun sports, but we limited it to these uh, five. This may come as a shock, but I do not have baseball ranked as number one. Huge baseball fan. A first date, I don't want to show my true colors on a first date. And I get very passionate in baseball. It's a huge event. We get there at least two hours ahead of time. We watch batting practice. We have drinks. We walk around the ballpark. We see all the angles, all the nicks and crannies, everything. Get a hot dog, get a beer, sit down in the seats, and just watch the game. And also, it's three hours, but it sometimes feels a little bit longer than that, maybe three, three and a half. A lot of time to talk. At a baseball game, I don't really want to talk. I want to watch the game. I want to – I'm there for a reason. And if 30 minutes into it, you're not having a fun time, I'm not leaving. You can go home. You can find an Uber, but I'm not leaving. I'm staying to the end of that game. I'm done with my tangent my rant now. I'll uh, rank them from worst to best. So, number five for me, it's going to be baseball. It's number five? Sport. It is my favorite sport, but – I just can't go to a baseball game, a baseball game as a first date. If the girl gets hot and she's sweaty, she's up and cranky and everything, and I have to try to impress her the whole time, I just no. I'm sorry. I, I'll take you a baseball game, but maybe like number three or number four date, not date number one. I would love a date uh, to a baseball game. So if you have any female listeners or each baseball fans, reach out to me. But it cannot be the first date. We have to get to know each other a little bit. Don't want you to see that side of me. And uh. Don't want to have to feel like I'm entertaining you the whole time if I just sit there in silence for half an inning or even a full inning. Number four, soccer. It's just not that fast-paced. I don't know that much about it. I know enough to watch it and understand what's going on, but I couldn't answer the in-depth questions they may have, or I may have. Maybe they don't. Maybe they know soccer. Maybe I take a former soccer player to a soccer game, and they can teach me more about soccer. But it's more fun. I had a lot of fun overseas when I was in Austria watching a soccer game. Haven't been to that many in the U.S., but I want to go. But that's why it's number four. Number three, I'm going to say basketball, specifically NBA. I haven't been to an NBA game in over two-plus years. Love watching it. The bubble actually kind of re- rejuvenated my love for basketball. But, you know, it's a fu- it's indoors, which is nice. You don't have to worry about it raining or something. But number two is football. I feel like football – yeah, you get there early, too, kind of like baseball, but it's like a huge event. Everyone's tailgating. Everyone's having a fun time, and you're outside. Usually, it's not too hot during football season. You may have to worry about maybe rain or snow, but if you go into like September, it'll be a mild day, not too bad. Don't have to worry about my back sweat or her back sweat, maybe. And then number one, probably is going to come to a shock because I'm not a huge, huge hockey fan, but I went to a hockey game overseas, went to an NHL hockey game in Pittsburgh in a – I had a blast watching hockey in person is so much fun. The crowd is into it. There's fights. You got 
people just going back and forth, cussing at each other. Everyone's there, like drinking beer, having a fun time. And also it's indoors. I love being cold. It's, there's ice. It's nice and cool. Love it. Great atmosphere. It's not too short, not too long. You don't have to worry about the awkward chit chat. So I'm going to say hockey is number one. I know that was a long, long winded answer for all those, five, all those five, but I appreciate you guys following along. Landon, what about you? It requires a long answer. There's a lot of things that you really have to consider when going on a first date. And that's going to heavily factor into my ranking. My number five yep. is baseball predominantly because it's outside usually. And in the summer I sweat a lot. I went to a baseball game a couple weeks ago and I was just thinking I could not go on a first date to a baseball game. I stand up and the back of my shirt's just coated with sweat. Oh, I need all the help I can get if I'm on a date and that's not a lot of help. So you throw that in with the amount of the game, you know, it takes a little while in between pitches you really feel like you have to bridge that silence and I'm okay with leaving, but I typically want to stay at least like six or seven innings, like maybe until the game gets out of hand and then we can go. But to me, there's a lot that goes on. I don't know how I'd react if we're in the line of a foul ball. I might act poorly, might be scared or might try to take the ball away from the kid. I really don't know, but there's just a lot of situations that I can be put in that I do not want to see how I react. That's why I'm going to have to go with that at number five. It hurts me to say it. I mean, it's, it's a great date spot, I think. But again, like you said, it's not a good first date. I think it's once you establish a relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's something more like you're comfortable, like speaking to each other and that kind of thing. <laughs> you're comfortable yeah. speaking to each other. But yeah, I mean, it's you're OK with some hey, silence. I'm sweaty. You're sweaty. We're, we're sweaty together. It needs to be at a point where that guy in, that went to the Diamondbacks game that got all that love when he was with his date got a lot of hate too for being in his gym clothes there were some people that weren't happy with that and i just need to make sure we're at a place where you're comfortable with that if we're going to go to a baseball game also found out too it wasn't the first date. i think it was number two or three i think it was it was the second date i think because the third date was the um son's game and then there wasn't any fourth date so oh they did yeah. it for the clout they probably did. I don't blame them. I'll, hey, if you're oh. a professional sporting team and you want me to go get you some social media followers, hit me up. We will do whatever you want for the cloud. Doesn't even have to be a date. I'll take my cousin. You don't have to say it's my cousin. So for number four, I'm going to go with football for similar reasons to why Sam went with baseball at number five. It's more of the sport that I, I'm in my element. Like if I'm at a Bengals game or like a Kentucky college football oh, game. I get really into it and I want to watch it. And even if they're down, you know, 30 points, I'm going to stay there till the end. So that part is something that I don't think is good for a first date. The second part is the weather. I know you said that it is a little bit less extreme than baseball. And that's definitely true, but it can also get really hot or really cold, which is even worse than the hot. Um, I don't need my date complaining about how cold it is and it's windy. And because if we're at the Bengals game, you know, we're, we might be super high up in the stands and I'm still there to watch the game. I'm not opposed to moving down, you know, but I feel like that's definitely. You're there for the game. Yes, I'm there for the game first. So that's why I would say it's number four. 
Number yeah. three, I would say basketball. I like basketball a lot, but with the quarters and the breaks, there is a, a decent amount of pauses. It's more exciting, more fast paced, obviously, than baseball. But I'm really going on the amount of pauses that I can avoid on this first date. So that's why for number two, I'm going to go hockey. I really like hockey a lot watching it live. I've only been to the minor league hockey team in Cincinnati, but they're always a blast. You get really cheap beer, you get really cheap hot dogs and the crowd's really into it and you get to see, you know, some fights and stuff. Plus the action pretty much goes on nonstop for 20 minutes. So you don't really have to try and fill that, but there's three longish periods of a break. And that's what I'm trying to avoid is the break. I'm all about having a good time, but I'm just worried about trying to fill those breaks. So that's why it's number two. That's why number one is soccer. I don't know anything about soccer. I don't know anything about hockey either. (laughs) And while I think nobody knows anything about hockey, that would be fun. But soccer, you really don't need to know a whole lot either. The rules are a little bit easier to follow. And the reason it's number one is I recently went to a soccer game and there were a couple of people that I really didn't know. There's only one person that I did know, but he was a big fan. So he was all about watching the game. And I honestly was so enthralled by the game that it didn't matter. I didn't even really talk to those other two people that I didn't know that much. And I felt okay with it. So it's fast paced like hockey. You only have one break in the middle and the break honestly flies by. It's not a very long break at all. Usually they have more consistent games so that you throw one or two games, you root for the donut to beat the iced coffee in a race. And then (laughs) maybe you see some kids, you know, doing a penalty shootout with that same donut and cup of coffee. And then all of a sudden the, the players are coming back out and they're doing their stretches. So the break, in my opinion, for soccer, the break goes by a little bit faster. It's really easy to be entertained throughout the entire time. And as long as it's not a blowout, I think it would be a good time overall. So that's why I'm going with soccer as number one. I love how the point of a first day is to get to know someone and talk to them. And we specifically based on how we can't talk to them. Oh, exactly. We're trying to minimize the amount of talking right off the bat. Like That's how smooth me landing are for all you ladies <laughs> listener, listening. <laughs> yes. We are so smooth. We know if we talk to you for more than five minutes, you, you will not want to leave. <laughs> well, if I take her to a baseball game, what am I supposed to talk about? Wow, that was a nice pitch. Can you believe they called that one a strike? For three hours, that's what my conversation would consist of. So I need to avoid that as much as I can. So how about that drive in there? <laughs> we really had to walk far to get to our seats. Yep. I hope you like them. I picked them out myself. <laughs> They're like nosebleeds. Yeah. I just loved it. That's hilarious. We're so smooth to the ladies. Please don't talk to us, but go to a game. So those are the major sporting events, but I think Sam has an interesting take on some non-traditional sporting events that are fun to go to as well. Yeah. The two quote unquote non-traditional sporting events I was thinking of are golf and tennis. I have never been to a tennis match. I'm not a huge tennis fan. I feel like there's certain things you have to do 
as a sport fan, like go to Indy 500. I'm not an NASCAR fan, but I would love, I mean, one, one year, maybe just knock it off the list. I go to Wimbledon. So I don't know, obviously not a first date going to Wimbledon because we have to fly overseas and go to Europe. I feel that's a, that's more extreme than going to a baseball game for three hours. But I think Wimbledon or uh, the U S open for tennis and golf tournaments, I have been to a handful in Akron, Ohio, where, where I used to live, to the Firestone Invitational. And you can get right next to the player. You don't have a seat. You can just walk around the course. And it's a lot of fun. And, yes, it's hot out. But, I mean, at a golf course, there's shade. There's trees. There's concession stands. There's, there are all places you can go inside and get some shade and everything. It's a lot of fun. You can just walk around, spend as much time as you want. Uh, they had food. They had local food trucks. They had this, like, fake um island hole where you're trying to chip it on like like 20 yards and like the closest one to the pin wins something it's a lot of fun and i think a golf first date and a baseball first date rank is similar because there is a lot of downtime with golf like you're walking around going hole to hole and you're gonna have to talk then like hey what hole do you want to go to what do you you want to see that kind of thing but it's a lot of fun to just be outside and there, yes, it's hot, but there is natural shade that you can actually cool off pretty easily. And it's not that expensive once you're there. Yeah. I definitely wasn't expecting to be sold on going to a golf tournament, but I think Sam really did sell me on it. And I have heard that they are a lot of fun because there are a lot of activities to do that you wouldn't even expect to do. You're not necessarily just watching the golfers all day. Yeah. So you want to go to the U.S. Open with my dad and I on Thursday when we're in San Diego? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Little known fact, this first date thing was just for me to take Lana out to a golf tournament. Yeah. I like playing tennis. I've never thought about going to a tennis match or whatever, but I feel like if it's a high profile or like, honestly, if you're just seeing a professional that's super good at it, like I know up here in Cincinnati, they always have a big tennis tournament that all the big guys go to and that's like a spectacle as well so i'm right there with you i don't know if i would take a first date but i do want to experience it and you know maybe take yeah. a second date there Ooh, go right to wimbledon right from uh drake's to uh, wimbledon summertime is fast approaching boys and girls with that being said drinks will be flowing good times will be halved boys will be buzzing what do you have to drink when you're out on a summer day? Poolside, golf course, beach, on a patio, or just hanging out inside? Well, I have the answer for you. I'm talking about high noon sun sips. No, they're not a seltzer. They are a vodka soda. And if you go to a liquor store and ask them where the high noons are, the guy or girl working will say, they're next to the seltzers, but they aren't seltzers. We have all those grouped together, but they're in their own little aisle because they're not seltzers. What was the difference you're thinking? between a seltzer and a high noon well i'll tell you a seltzer has malt liquor this has no malt liquor this is just straight vodka sodas and if anyone knows me i can throw them down with the best of them or the worst of them depending on what way you want to look at that all righty high noon we're waiting for our ad and sponsorship thank you appreciate you sending that into us we will uh send it off to approval so that nice segue leads us into ranking the high noon flavors there are eight of them I have tried all eight. Oh, no. I have tried seven of the eight. The newest one I have not tried is peach. That came out on June 1. I have yet to get my hands on one of them. 
We have passion fruit. Passion fruit is only sold in the tropical variety pack. We have watermelon, pineapple, black cherry, grapefruit, mango, peach, and lime. Get your pencils, pads, and paper ready to go. First, before we rank them, we're going to draft them as the new GMs of the Vodka Soda Summer League. At it's the real Sam Hilton 15 has a first overall pick. And with the first overall pick, I'm taking pineapple, hands down. That is the LeBron James of high noons. You know what you're going to get every time you crack open that high noon. Smooth, refreshing, great taste. You can have eight of these. You could have 15 or you could have two. They still taste great after every single sip. Landon, what's your second one? My number one overall pick oh, yeah, sorry. was actually my number one on my draft board. We're going to go with watermelon. I really love the smoothness of it. It just tastes super good. I'm a big watermelon fan, and I think watermelon and high noon go hand in hand. The draft is playing right into my hand. My second overall pick, and the second one I love the most, grapefruit. Some people are like, hmm, grapefruit, kind of tart. But again, you open it, I think it's smooth. You're out on the beach having a grapefruit. You, have, you, mix, you can go back from grapefruit to pineapple, from pineapple to grapefruit, and just keep those tropical fruits flowing. It's tough. Tough choice now. I think I'm going to go with mango. Oh. oh, I think mango is a little underrated just because it's in – it's just because it's a very typical seltzer. I know high noons are technically not a seltzer, but – same type mm, of thing, but I think that mango high noons are pretty good. I don't know if I'd pick it second if pineapple and grapefruit were still on the board, but with the fourth pick, I'm looking for something solid and consistent. So I'm going to go with mango. Solid, solid pick. For my third overall pick, I'm going to have to take black cherry. I'm not a huge black cherry fan, but out of the ones that left, best available, we'll say. I'm not a huge black cherry fan. I can probably have a few of these. Like if I'm out and all they have is black cherry, I'll drink it. But it's not my number one choice. So that's why it's my third overall pick. Yeah, I'm going to go with peach for my third overall pick. S doesn't like how things are falling. Um, Start out hot. It's it's tough. It's tough once you get, you know, to the end of the board. But I'm just going to go peach because once again, I feel like it's a little underrated. You wouldn't expect it to be great, but it is. It's very consistent, very solid, and it's it's right in line with mango, I think. Not quite as good as mango, but just a slight step below it. I agree. But the last two available, I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings. These are inanimate objects, so we can't we can trash them as much as we want. I'm gonna go with lime because the other one available is disgusting. It is it all like lime. I'm not a huge lime fan, but I'm also not a huge like mango fan either, but like you said, I think mango is pretty good. Lime, I'm not a huge lime fan. It just tastes way too limey. And everyone's like, well, obviously because it's lime flavor. But no, it's just like overpowering lime. I feel like I'm drinking 16 limes in my mouth. So I can really have one or two of them and then just have to switch to something else. So that's why lime is my last overall pick. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I've had passion fruit, but... It tastes like wheatgrass. I'm okay. I'm okay with it as my last pick. I really don't like lime. I really don't like black cherry. So even if I just think that the thought of passion fruit is better than those two. So I'm okay with passion fruit as my last one. I need to give you my eight rankings now because I have true and tried all of these except one multiple times. 
Sam was very upset when I said draft them because I know he worked tirelessly on these rankings. He thought he was not going to be able to get them to you. So we're going to indulge him and give, let him give you, us his rankings. Thank you, Lane. I really appreciate this. This is probably my favorite segment we've done in the eight episodes. Number eight, passion fruit. Like I told you, tastes like wheatgrass. I was hopeful. I'm not a huge passion fruit fan. I don't know the last time I had passion fruit, but I was hopeful. It was, it was in the tropical variety pack, and I wanted to give it, give it a whirl. But it tasted, like I said, wheatgrass. And when you're drinking high noons, you're not trying to drink healthy. You're drinking for the flavor and having a fun time. It just felt like I was drinking straight green grass. Number seven, as you know, lime, for all the reasons I mentioned before. Number six, this is the one I have yet to have, but I believe I will like it because the other two that I ranked below it were so disgusting. Peach. I have yet to try peach yet. So that's number six. Number five, black cherry, like I said, consistent, not great, but it's there. Number four, it snuck up to, it creeped up the ratings. Because I first had it, Lynn, it was with you at Tin Roof when we were listening to our first podcast guest, Ross Troop's band, Top Shelf, at uh, Tin Roof. We tried it, and we were both pleasantly surprised because you neither one of us like mango. I'm not a huge mango fan, but it was rather tasty. It was pretty good. This was before he fell off the table, too. So he was completely sober. Don't you worry. So we were all very coherent to make sure mango was good. Uh, number three, watermelon. Watermelon grapefruit, I feel, are interchangeable. It's kind of whatever mood you're going for. So I'll say watermelon three, grapefruit two, and then, I mean, hands down, pineapple's one. I don't know who, anyone's, who anyone would say pineapple's not number one. I have gotten three friends hooked on high noons because I've had them try pineapple. One of them is engaged to our best friend. I will not give out any names. Keep it on anonymous. Two, Landon. He's a huge fan of them now. Number three, our second guest in the Troop clan, Rachel Troop. I have turned three of my friends onto huge high noon fans, and I myself am a huge high noon fan. Proceed, Landon. Yeah, so we're going worst to first. So my worst is black cherry. I, I'm not a big cherry in alcoholic beverage fan. I will say that High Noon's Black Cherry is significantly better than some of the other seltzers that I've had. So it's it's okay. It's just not, I'm just not a big black cherry person. It would be really hard for me to enjoy it. Number seven, I would say is lime. I'm, once again, I'm just not really a big lime fan. I don't like it. I think High Noon's Lime is fine, but... It's really tough for me to enjoy lime. I'm never excited about it. Number six, I'm going to go passion fruit. I've never <coughs> had it. It's better than I imagine the other two. And I also haven't had peach either, but I'm going to stick it at number five too, because I just imagine it can't be as bad as lime and black cherry. Number four, we're going to go grapefruit. Not the biggest overall grapefruit fan, but I think High Noon has pretty good grapefruit. Number three, I'm going to go with mango. I just really echo Sam's thoughts on it. Nobody's ever like, yes, mango. But with high noon, yep. you might think about it. Yep. You number might be, hmm, mango. Give it a hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then number two, I'm going to go with watermelon. I really like watermelon flavor and it's good. But number one is pineapple as well. I think that that's really tough to beat when it comes to high noon. And I'm not even a huge pineapple fan necessarily but I think they do a good job. So I know technically high noon is not a seltzer, but do you have any thoughts on seltzers in general? Do you have any that you can't stand? Or are you just not a big seltzer person besides high noon? I am not a seltzer fan. Uh, I do not like white claws at all. 
Trulies are even worse than White Claws, and White Claws are disgusting. The only seltzer I would ever actually have is uh, when everyone came to visit, I had one Coors Light seltzer, and that wasn't terrible. I was like, I was like, okay, this is decent. I mean, it's not, I won't have more than one or two, but I mean, it was manageable. White Claws and Trulies, I think, are disgusting. I think every brand now is trying to get into the seltzer game early. It's just too late, and it's just too much overload now, I think. But what about you, Landon? So I had the worst seltzer, in my opinion, this weekend. Corona hard seltzer is absolutely terrible. I had this cherry, and it tasted straight up like cough syrup. And then I also had the lime, and it was a little bit better, but it wasn't good at all either. And I know I just said that those two weren't my favorite flavors, but that doesn't mean that I think they all taste like cough syrup and nasty. I just thought these two were really bad. I was really disappointed. I like White Claws okay. I think Truly is the superior brand by far, especially the new punches that they just released. I really do like their lemonade, but their punches are so good. There is four of them, and the Tropical Punch tastes 100% like a Capri Sun. The Fruit Punch tastes super good, too. The berry is okay, but I don't think it's necessarily anything that's, like, super special. And then the Citrus is really good, too. It tastes pretty similar to a Sprite, and it's just really good. It's just very, very tasty. So if you haven't had the Truly Punches, I highly recommend giving them a try. The lemonades are good, but they're a little bit on the sweet side. I think that this does a little bit better job kind of balancing them out. You know what? Maybe we're in San Diego. I'll give them a try with you. If you trust me with high noons, I'll trust you with the Trulies again. So now we're going to move on to what you've, what you've known and loved from us. A couple would you rathers to end the night. So now we're going to move on to an are you normal? I'm not trying to invoke any privilege or anything when I say this, but it's something that I noticed today that I do. And I don't really know why I do it, but I do do it all the time. So you do gas prices are rising across the nation, but even before they did, I still would do this. I have plenty of money to fill my tank up, but I never do. I always usually only go to like halfway, maybe a little bit more than halfway. And really it causes me more pain than it's really worth because I'm refilling more often. And it's not like a money thing. It's just for whatever reason, I, I don't like putting like a ton of gas in. I think it's, I think it is probably money related, but it's not like I can't like afford to have a full tank. It's just, I don't do it. See, I thought you were going to be like, oh, I have to have it end at like 20 zero zero or 30 zero zero, like 35 zero zero, like end it like at a dollar amount. No, uh, I, I will say I do have to have the amount that like to be a full gallon. Okay. Yeah, I know people that do it to get the full like dollar amount as opposed to like forty dollars and one cent. You know, me personally for the wood for how normal that is, I'd say it's a five. I mean, I, I'm sure other people do it. I don't do it for me. It just stressed me out to only have half a tank of gas the whole time. This is going to come across as very privileged. But now that I don't pay for my gas at all, I just fill it up every single time. I let it go to about fifty miles till E, and then I just fill it all the way up. I'm not even thinking about half or anything like that. But I mean, I get what you're saying. It's just, yeah, people do it. I know. I'd say it's a five. I'm not saying it's completely crazy, like 10. I'm not saying it's not normal, like a one. But say you're right in the middle, Landon. You're a nice, normal guy, I'd say. That's fine. I feel like it's more normal to have it end on a dollar amount, though, or even a gallon amount. Because I I feel like people love doing that. 
Oh yeah, I thought you were going to uh, like the dollar amount. Like I huge uh, you betcha fan on Facebook. Those uh, that guy with the videos, and he he throws one like five stages of gas, and it's like step one answering like twenty million questions. They have like car wash, what your height, your birthday, all this stuff is like the rewards, you know. And then stage five is trying to get it right to that forty dollars or that thirty five dollars or something like that. So now we're gonna transition to what you know and love from us. A couple of would you rather's to end the night. So Sam. Would you rather be 11 feet tall or nine inches tall? So for me, this is more of a, I feel like if you're nine inches tall, you really can't like do anything. You can't drive. Like people are going to step on you. You can't go on any roller coasters. You can't do anything. But then again, with 11 feet tall, you really can't go on roller coasters either because you're so tall, but at least people won't step on you and everyone's going to see you and I can still drive a car. I feel like 11 feet tall, you'll be able to find more clothes that fit you as opposed to nine inches tall. And I feel like, Everyone will just take you a little bit more serious too if you're that tall. So I'm going to say 11 feet tall. Maybe, I, I mean, I, surely I'd be famous in basketball. I, I'm taller than the hoop. I'm literally taller than the hoop. I, it's not goaltending. I just throw my body in front of the hoop and no one's scoring. We're going to win every game. I know these are like two extremes. Could you imagine if you saw something that's 11 feet tall? Like legit 11 feet tall. That'd be wild. I mean, your life would be, not, I want to say ruined, just, just be so different. I mean, also like nine inches. Yeah. I'm going to say 11 feet. Yeah, I think if you're only nine inches tall, there's a lot more things that you have to be worried about. There are some small animals that all of a sudden become terrifying and they're trying to eat you. And yeah, it would just be really tough. I love how roller coasters is the, one of the first things your mind jumps to. Which I cannot wait still... to go back to an amusement park. I need to go on a roller coaster. I've not been <laughs> on a roller coaster in over two years. Landon, we are going to uh, Kings Island. Sounds good, man. But yeah, no, I haven't either. But uh, yeah, I think 11 feet tall, well, it would be really cool. It has some big drawbacks. You know, people are always looking at you. You either embrace it or Let them look. you feel self-conscious. You said you could drive a car, but it'd have to be a custom car if you're 11 feet tall because like Shaq has trouble driving cars and he's only, you know, seven feet. So it would be tough. It would be tough to find clothes as well. You'd spend a lot of money on clothes. You could have gone to on an airplane ever again yeah you'd have to get a special airplane basically or else you wouldn't but i do think that overall the positives of that outweigh the negatives you're less likely to die by getting eaten by a small rodent i could be like bobon the you know friendly tall giant i would love that i have a booming voice and you know potentially become famous playing basketball so for all those reasons I feel you have to be famous playing basketball so i mean to cut you off i just feel like if you're 11 feet tall someone would be stupid not to just sign you just be like hey listen just walk down the court right i feel like if you were nine inches tall the only thing that you could really do to become famous is maybe like a master thief or something because you're so small like maybe you can slip in places and steal things i don't know you can't that- pick anything up though if you're only nine inches tall True. It would be tough to it would be tough to really steal anything because the weight would be so much extreme to your small body. So there's at least a couple of positives if you're 11 feet tall. So I'm with you. I think that's the correct answer. Last, would you rather? This one, I, I go back and forth with this one. I got a few questions for you, Landon, to help me preface. Would you rather spend the rest of your life with a boat as your home or an RV as your home? Now, with a boat, is this like a yacht or is this like one of our friends' boats that's just like a normal size? It's like hanging out. I would say it's somewhere in the middle. Like it's a houseboat, so it's not quite a yacht, like, but 
it's not it's like I could nicer it's more livable than like yeah. just a regular boat but it'd be hard to take it like across the ocean like I, I, a yacht you can take across the ocean that's pretty big and that kind of thing i would say you could take it across the ocean yes okay so i'll let you answer this one first i'm i'm hoping you sway my answer one way or another so i'm gonna throw it to you so i think having the yacht on the water does tilt it a little bit maybe to that but i'm going to say an rv just because i've seen a lot of tiktoks that really glamorize living the life in an rv you know you can park all over the place you can go visit national parks that can be kind of what you do for a summer for however long you want and i feel like if it's your home and you know it's your home you can really glam it up you can get little spots and really make it kind of something special. And to me, I'm not a big on the water long-term kind of person. I don't really think that I would like having to deal with that like sway and your body would get used to it, especially if it was a bigger boat. But to me, there's just more limitations being, being in the sea than being on land. I also would worry about storms and stuff. I just feel like there's a lot more that you really have to worry about and a lot more you have to be prepared for in the sea as opposed to on the land. So I'm going to go with the RV. I'm glad you went first. Nothing against you, but I'm going to go with a boat because like you said, yes, but you can travel around and see things, but you're stuck to the land. The boat, I can go from America to Africa. I mean, that's a long boat ride, but I can go there, park the boat somewhere and still walk around and still see Africa. If I have an RV, I can't go from America to another continent. I can just go from America to South America. That's you can, it. You can still get a plane and go on vacation. Oh, that's true. I didn't think that. <laughs> I, I thought I found a loophole. I thought I found a loophole. No, that was good. I, I was thinking I... the same way as you before, honestly. And then I was like, wait, I could just go on like vacation. Yeah. Yeah. You can just park the RV at, a, at the airport and just do that, Stu. All right. Well, shoot. You can say like right now, like you cannot get on a plane if you want to. That's fine. If you want to make that a rule. I... It's just home. Like if you live at your, like, have a normal house, you'd still do the same thing. Like, you can still leave, you know? Right. That's where my mind went. But yeah, that's a good point. Wow. All right. After all that debate, I'm still going with a boat. I think it would be cool. Now I probably would get sick of it after like two months. I want to, you know, go outside and like hang out in the grass and I'm just stuck in the ocean with sharks. But I feel like I love cruises and I know, I know a cruise ship is not the same size as my houseboat. And I know I'm not having the luxury lifestyle, but I just think it'd be kind of cool. Sam. Yeah. Do you really think you would do well all on your no, own? I don't think so. No. I, well, I need, no, I need a captain. I don't know how to drive a boat. You really think that you would do better in the middle of the open sea with you and a captain as opposed no. to an RV on land? No, but I know that my friends would be more inclined to visit me on my boat if instead of I was like, hey, come visit me on my boat as opposed to, hey, come hang out with me in my RV that's like 100 square feet. That's a good point. I really thought I could sway you, but I don't think I can. So I'm going to, I won't try anymore. But I really thought for a second I might be able to. I was like, come on, Sam, you don't want to do this. Like, I'd miss just being outside and like hanging out and not having to worry about a shark eating me. But I feel like more people come visit me and I'd feel more inclined to visit them as opposed to me showing up to an RV to their house or apartment and just throw on the flashers for a weekend. If I told my friends I had an RV, I think their mind would go right to like Christmas vacation. Where Uncle Eddie's in. Sugar's full, Clark. I just feel like they think that's who I would be. I can see that, honestly. That's fair. Yep. And with that, we have reached the end of another episode of Out of Turn. Episode number eight. Only two episodes away from 
a party episode. Episode number 10. <laughs> we were looking for DJs. DJs only. DJs only. So, as always, give us a like, rate, review. Let us know what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy, if you agree with us, if you disagreed with us. I'm your host, Landon Perut. Co-host Sam Hilton. As always, we love your support. Like, subscribe, follow us, comment. If you want to be a guest, we're still looking for more guests as well. Maybe you're on, maybe episode 10, we just have a mosh podge of all our famous guests we have. We have none right now, but maybe if I speak it into existence, we love all your support. Love you all. Have a happy, healthy week, and uh, summer's right around the corner.